Kansas State. That game down in San Marcos last year really went to the fourth quarter. Yeah, they they are they and they have been a gritty team. I think there's you know there's a fair amount of um, transfers and, and new faces. Uh, there there are some some returners, uh, but you know I think what continues to show on tape is just the fight and playing fast and that. And so it's a credit to the staff there. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears hosting the Texas State Bobcats uh, in Waco this Saturday morning, 11 a.m. kickoff. Our coverage begins, Aaron, I'm going to keep reminding you of this. Our coverage begins 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. Aaron will be right here where he's standing right now. May sleep here Friday night. And then 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, 11 a.m. kickoff, first hour of the Tailgate Show to be televised also on KCEN-TV. That's our broadcast. Let's uh, let's check down the hall in the visiting radio booth. Clint Shields, the voice of the Bobcats, joins us now. Clint, welcome, and we appreciate you being on with us. Oh, absolutely, John. Good to talk to you as always, and uh, looking forward to Saturday morning, as you put it. <laughs> It is very much morning kickoff, which is fine. We're kind of playing both ends of the spectrum. We kicked off at 925 Central Time last Saturday, so 11 a.m. this week. How about that? Yeah, we made that trip a couple of years ago out to BYU, and I walked back in the house the next morning at 6 a.m. when oh, we got back. So, yep, yeah. same it's here. all about the late kick out west. Yep, same here, exactly. Hey, look forward to you guys coming in. Uh, this is uh, – and back in August we had Jeff on, Jeff Gandy, who uh, our listeners know is a former Baylor uh, standout linebacker. He's going to be the legend of the game on Saturday at McLean right. Stadium. Oh, by the way, he's working with you on the Texas State broadcast. This is going to be a, a, a fun and an interesting weekend for Jeff, isn't it? You know, we've given him a hard time since uh, since that was announced. <laughs> right. I told him immediately. I was like, "Well, you have to. You can't change shirts uh-huh. you know, if you go downstairs." And he said, "I have to." And I said, "Well, okay. You at least have to wear a Texas Tech lapel pin." He kind of looked at me. I'm a <laughs> Texas Tech grad. So, you know, we're, we're always trying to find a, a ways to to spice it up. But you know, he called me and, and ran it by me. And, and one of his questions was, "You know, are you okay with this?" And I said, "I said, brother, if if an institution that means so much to you wants to honor you in such a way of course i am okay with it you you and nancy go and do and enjoy it and i'll fly solo till you get back and we'll pick up and carry on so i'm really excited for them to be able to get to do that this weekend that's good thanks for making that happen because it's really deserving for him and it's a great honor and he'll be down on the field i think it's the end of the first quarter right when they recognize him and his family so so that'll be really cool that's a, a part of the game on saturday uh, on the field, outside of the Jeff Gandy Day recognition, um, tell me about your guys' uh, bounce back, the win over Florida International Saturday. That looked like a really good bounce back win. Yeah, and it's something that they needed. I know on Tuesday after the the Nevada game, when I got together with uh, with Jake Spavital and we talked for a little bit, and and he he was in a mood I I don't think I'd seen him now in four seasons, and I, I patted him on the shoulder and said, I think you're still carrying around Saturday, aren't you? And he said, Yeah, I am, and I know that goes against what we preach, but yes, I am. He was he was not happy. Uh, with his team's focus and physicality. Defensively, I think he was pleased with how they came out and played, but offensively, just guys were kind of going through the motions. And so they really put it to their team last week in practice to get physical up front. 
uh, to not just go through the routes as receivers, but to run them with purpose, uh, you know, hostility to the point where you can as a wide receiver and to run downhill if you're running backs. And once they got it going, I think in the second half with, with Calvin Hill, they were really kind of able to control the clock. The defense again played uh, played very well. Uh, played physical for the second straight week. I think that's been the the, the spark on in this team that I've seen the most improvement uh, year over year. Calvin Hill, you mentioned him, 195 yards rushing in that game last week, uh, averaging 102.5 per game. Uh, that's uh, that's been a real focal point, hasn't it, of your offense? Yeah, it has. And and. Uh, Spav even said, you know, coming into the year that uh, he's been kind of an air raid guy for years and years, but he's starting to, to kind of, I think, adapt as a coach to, to understand the focus on the run. You've got to be able to do it, I think, rather than just throw it around 50 times a game. I think if he finds himself throwing it that much, things aren't going well. So he's got a good stable of running backs, and they kind of go by committee, whoever's got the hot hand, and especially as that second half wore on combination of blocks up front, wide receivers out wide, and Calvin Hill's running. He was the guy with the hot hand, and they just kept feeding him, and he just kept he kept you know ripping him off eight yards at a time. Yeah. What about uh, tell us about Lane Hatcher, uh, transfer quarterback, your starting quarterback from Arkansas State. Uh, what's he like? You know, Jeff and I, we're in Centennial Bank Stadium in Jonesboro, Arkansas, uh, son of the Saturday after Thanksgiving last year as the uh, Bobcats walk off the field with a win over Arkansas State. And now we roll around to the start of the season, and I, I told Jeff, I said, if you'd have told me then we would have uh, Arkansas State starting quarterback yeah. and starting running back in the backfield in, in San Marcos, I mean, I just I can't believe it. It's <laughs> amazing what the transfer portal has, has done to college football. But, you know, Lane, I think, has – has settled in nicely. Uh, everything I'm told by, by Jake Spavadol, he's just a, he's a monster in the film room, uh, really knows how to break down film and, and loves doing it. In addition to just being a good quarterback, I think settled in last week, did have the one interception, but threw three touchdown passes and managed the game maybe a little bit better uh, than he did at Nevada. So I think he brings an element of, uh, of, calm back there and a guy with a lot of experience when you look at the snaps uh, that he'd already played at Arkansas State you know coming down here he'd thrown for almost 7,500 yards he was the Sunbelt freshman of the year uh, in his first season so he's a guy who's had plenty of college snaps before he ever set foot on campus in San Marcos. Clint Shields our guest play-by-play voice for Texas State Bobcats coming in to play the Bears on Saturday morning 11 a.m. kickoff on Saturday. Um, Jake Spavital, the head coach is fourth season where, where do you think uh, you know? Where do you think the program is? Usually, third or fourth year, a coach has his own players there, and you know they're really hitting their stride. Um, where would you say the Bobcat program is right now? I would say they, I think certainly from a physical standpoint, uh, they are bigger and more athletic certainly than the first time I stepped on the field five years ago when they came off after a practice. And I remember telling my wife later, I was stunned that it was a division one college football team walking off. They were, they were small uh, and I just couldn't believe it. And that has changed. Obviously the transfer portal has been something that uh, he and his coaching staff have, have worked really hard. I think um, in some cases that first game at Nevada guys were kind of leaning on the, depth of talent depth is the word that you haven't used in San Marcos for a long long time and as I filled out you know two deep even three deep in some spots especially defensively going into this season that's not something I was able to do before so that looked good on paper and I think in some cases guys were sort of waiting for the guy next to him to make a play 
and they looked up suddenly and 45 minutes of the game were gone and they were down by three touchdowns. And last week, I think they actually got after it a little bit more rather than just stepping on the field with, you know, believing that they are talented because I believe they are, but they went out and actually played that way last week. And it certainly showed Texas state's not beaten an FBS opponent by that margin in a very long time. So it was nice to have the clock wind down and be able to kind of, you know, wrap that one up and start talking about next week versus a field goal or overtime. Cause we played plenty of those in the last three years. Hmm. Clint, what about uh, the week for the Sunbelt Conference last week? <laughs> that was pretty amazing, some of those big yeah, wins. It really was. I was watching uh, some before I headed to the ballpark and then and listened on the way, and obviously we had the, you know, the scoreboard running during the game, and I, that Marshall-Notre Dame game, I felt like it would be close, and anytime that happens, you never know what's going to happen in the end. So, yeah, surprise, but at the same time, not so much. App State, I felt like, would, would certainly show up in College Station, hold the Aggies to I think it was 38 total offensive plays. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have seen that one coming. But uh, anybody who's been around the Sun Belt knows that uh, App State certainly has, and Louisiana kind of been the bell cow of recent years. Add Marshall to that mix, and then you know Georgia Southern, Clay Helton, and only his second game, they go to you know Nebraska and do what they did. And uh, but yeah, the Sun Belt certainly. Uh, earn some recognition this week it'll be exciting for the folks up in boone to uh, to host game day this week yeah. neat neat that it's a conference game also because yeah. it's it's all you know all going to be about the Sun Belt uh, for the uh, game day crew then that's pretty cool isn't it not just to host it but a conference Sun Belt conference game there yeah yeah it'll be really neat for them and a good rivalry with the matchup with Troy coming in very good well we look forward to you guys being here on saturday holler if you need anything and uh get that early wake-up call on saturday and we'll see you at mclean stadium yeah you know i got to thinking about it i, I went to a game with a youth group in 1980 oh at, uh, did you really at uh up in in baylor at old floyd casey right right i think it was the lamar game as yeah. i recall and yeah. if it was 1980 probably means i watched jeff gandy play Oh, that's right. Yeah. How about that? How the, how the world ultimately comes back to your front door. <laughs> if, if you wait long enough, I called a game, a semifinal game at Old Floyd Casey, went to game there as a student at Texas Tech. So this will be my first trip to McLean Stadium. Looking forward to seeing you guys this weekend. I think you'll like it. Hey, that's pretty good history. Clint, thanks very much. We'll see you Saturday. See you then. All right, bud. Thanks very much. Clint Shields, the play-by-play voice for the Texas State Bobcats. As a few Baylor games uh, that he's watched uh, in his uh, in his repertoire, even going back to 1980, what would have been Baylor Stadium at that point in 1980? But isn't that funny? So Jeff Gandy would have been on that Baylor team. Jeff played here 79 uh, to 82, uh, maybe 78 to 82. And uh, so if Clint was watching a game in 1980, Jeff was out there. He was seeing his future broadcast broadcast partner. partner. Yeah, how about that? That is pretty cool. All right, so uh, we appreciate Clint. That is Baylor and Texas State. It comes up Saturday morning. Again, our coverage here on ESPN Central Texas beginning at 7 a.m. on Saturday. I'll keep reminding you of that, Aaron. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. First hour of that, 9 to 10 on KCEN-TV. Then 11 a.m. kickoff Baylor and Texas State right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television for the game on FS1.